3: Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for like it matters radio. Why does that matter? Because it is radio that's inspiration, education, and application. I don't know about you, but those are three things that every single American is in need of today. We need to be inspired because it's getting dark out there. Uh, we need to be educated. Uh, because, player, we're being played. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, there are things going on behind the green curtain. There are things going on in the dark, in the crevices, that if you were aware of them, you would never, ever, ever allow them.
1: Oh, we don't play that. And
3: also, we need to be moved. Yeah, you know, that's what application is about. You know, all the knowledge in the world, if you don't do something with it, then what good is it? And, you know, that's really what Like It Matters Radio is about. Let's be honest. It is getting confusing, more and more confusing out there. We live in a confused country. We live in commu- uh, confused states and communities. We live in a confused world. And one thing I like to do is bring some clarity to the confusion to make it make sense because there's a lot of moving part. What I do is I expose the machinations. I can't say it too well, but that's what I do. Expose the machinations, right? The all the things that are going in the uh, what is it? The the law of causation, you know, the the cycle of causation that A begats B, uh, and then B begats a brand new A, which begats a new B, and before we know it, you know, slight little change here, slight little change there. Before we know it, we are way off base. It's like using a compass. You know, I learned in the Army to use a compass. And in one of our leadership classes, Leadership Adventure, we actually use a compass. Uh, we, we It sends us in a direction. And here's the thing. If you're going a long distance and where you're going, you have a compass heading for. And if you're off by one or two degrees, the f- longer you go, the further off course you will be. And I really believe that's what's happening in America Day. It's crumbling right in front of us, and that's why today we're going to talk about some truth therapy. Matter of fact, uh, I like to. There you go. There you go. I like to play with words, so we're going to do some triple T's: Truth Therapy Tuesday. You know, we've talked about this for a while to make Tuesdays our Truth Therapy because, man, we're getting lied to out there, right? We're going to lie to all the time. We're being told what's blue is black and what's brown is white. We're being told that everything's okay, then everything's not okay. Not a joke. We're being told to wear a mask, not wear a mask, right? Wear two masks. Wear three masks. Uh, I saw a picture going around the Internet with uh, Fauci Fausy. Uh, he had a mask on and someone had did some uh, photoshopping and put a package of bologna where his mask was. So <laughs> He had a package of bologna on as a mask. And uh, that's about it because, boy, when he opens his mouth, a bunch of bologna just comes out of it. Uh, but again, we're all talking about science, 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 science. So today we're going to talk about Truth Therapy Tuesdays. And let's be honest, there's a lot of weeping in this country, a lot of weeping. Matter of fact, the shortest verse in the English Bible... Is Jesus wept. And it's interesting because uh, if you know where that's at, I think it's the book of John, uh, the Jesus wept was at the tomb of Lazarus. Now, why does that matter? Because Lazarus had been dead for uh, four days now. Uh, I think three days. I know four days. It was three or four. I don't remember. But uh, they had sent, uh, Mary and Martha had sent a word to Jesus that uh, Lazarus was dying. Uh, and Jesus waited a couple days. And when Jesus got there, Lazarus had been dead for a couple of days and already buried. Uh, and uh, Mary and Martha were there, but one of them was so mad. I don't remember if it was Mary or Martha, so mad at Jesus for not being there that she wouldn't even come out of the house to greet the one she loved. And Jesus asked, so don't you know that, uh, you know, Lazarus will be risen? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, someday. Someday at the resurrection, sure. Some.... And Jesus started weeping. And I really ask why. And here's why. They still didn't believe. He loved Lazarus. He loved Martha. He loved Mary. But they still didn't believe who he was. And can I suggest that God has to be weeping over America? All he's poured into us, all the blessings founded on Judeo-Christian principles, the founding fathers, I think there are 55 of them, majority of them believed in the God of the Bible. Now, some were deists. Yeah, I get it. Deists believe in the impersonal God. They believe there is a, a God and that he presses the play button on things, but he doesn't get involved in our intimate uh, minutia, if you will, the details of our life. Now, we know that's not true. He, he's actively involved in every aspect of my life. But he wept. He cried over Jerusalem. There's a lot of people crying out there. I got a lot of people who are friends, uh, uh, who happen to be cops, who have a tough job, who are ridiculed and put down unless they can use for political gain. Isn't it amazing that the only cops that the Dems seem to like are the ones who were killed in the Capitol Hill riots because that was all Trump's fault? And so they can use that as a bludgeoning stick to beat on everybody, to, to keep troops in the D.C., to, to threaten people, to, to make people aware, afraid of white nationals and uh, conservatives and, and biblical people. They're going to come and get you. Isn't that sad? So now those cops are elevated because they're used for a political purpose. But the other ones, like the ones that are in Shaw right now in Minneapolis, they're a bunch of crooks, they're told. They're, they're, they're murderers are all these other cops that people are attacking and destroying. These are good people, good men who have a tough job, good women who have a tough job. And so I want to start with a little poetry. It's called Tears of a Cop. The author is unknown. I have been where you fear to be. I have seen what you fear to see. I have done what you fear to do. All these things I've done for you. I'm the one you lean upon, the one you cast your scorn upon, the one you bring your troubles to, all these people have been to you. The one you ask to stand apart, the one you feel should have no heart, the one you call the officer in blue, but I am human, just like you. And through the years I've come to see that I am not what you ask of me. So take this badge and take this gun Will you take it? Will anyone? And when you watch a person die and hear a battered baby cry, then so you think that you can be all those things that you ask of me. And I want to follow that up with the prayer of St. Francis. Because God knows we need to pray. We need to seek. We need to turn from our wicked ways, humble ourselves. Because right now, we are on a fast road to hell. Lord, make me an instrument of thy peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O oh, Divine Master, grant that I may not much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned. It is in dying to self that we are born to eternal life. And, Ladies and gentlemen, I want to suggest today on Like It Matters Radio that we have three guiding lights. Three pieces of focus that we have lost our focus on. We used to know who we were. We used to follow after the God of the Bible. And we used to believe in personal accountability and personal responsibility. And those three guiding lights have been lost. And you wonder why. We're crashing into the shore. So today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about Truth Therapy Tuesdays. We'll be right back.
2: stimulus and the response. There is a space and in that space is your power, your freedom. Dr. Victor Frankel.
0: Join the Freedom Insider Club in March, and you could win a copy of our Regnery Book of the Month, Why the Green New Deal is Even Worse Than You Think, by Mark Morano. Sign up today at freedom1570.com.
3: This is Scott Black of Like It Matters. As many of you know, I have been helping people to be the best they were created to be. COVID-19 has accelerated changes that I have been considering for some time now. please consider becoming a monthly partner at likeitmatters.net. Give today at likeitmatters.net. And by the way, Like It Matters Leadership Awakening classes will continue. Check out the schedule at likeitmatters.net as we build our training for those suffering from the challenges of poor mental health. God bless you.
1: George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Samuel Adams, First Chief Justice John Jay, Names synonymous
0: with the spirit of our country, founding fathers of the USA. Over 200 years ago, they shook off the chains of tyranny from Great Britain by divine call. Citing 27 biblical violations, they wrote the Declaration of Independence with liberty and justice for all. But something happened since Jefferson called the Bible the cornerstone for American liberty, then put it in our schools as a light. Or since, give me liberty or give me death, Patrick Henry said, our country was founded on the gospel of Jesus Christ. We eliminated God from the equation of American life, thus eliminating the reason this nation first began. From beyond the grave, I hear the voices of our founding fathers plead, you need God in America again.
3: Amen. I am Mr. Black, and that is my good friend, my brother in Christ, Carmen. Who's no longer with us. He is, uh, he's now singing in the heavenly, singing in the heavenly, looking forward to seeing him again someday. That's what we need. You know, we've lost our way. You know, in the army, I learned how to use a compass. And a compass is cool because you, you shoot a point on the horizon. Uh, it, it's just a point as high as you can see. An azimuth, a zenith point, whatever you want to call it. And then what happens is you know to go in that direction. Because in life, just like on a long journey, we'll get off course. uh, And then we'll have to look up to make sure we're on course and we can readjust. That's the power of a mission statement. Uh, Because life gets busy. We put our nose to the grindstone and we we get off course a little bit. Uh, And eventually we got to look up. We got to look up. It was like Moana. I, I love uh, uh, animated shows, uh, Storks, uh, Moana, uh, Secret of Pets, uh, you name it. I love animated movies. Uh, and Moana, right, where she was going to save her village, right? And she was following the star, uh, and then she fell asleep, and she woke up, and, like, she couldn't see the star. And then she looked up, there was a star, she was going the wrong way. So she hurriedly turned around. And that's what has always guided America for so long, and, and we've lost that. We've lost that. You know, years ago, I think it was in 2012, 2013, uh, I got this piece from UrbanFaith.com and just love it, love it. It said, sailing in a certain Italian harbor can be hazardous. To avoid a wreck, ships align themselves perfectly with three lights. When the captain sees three lights as one, he can safely proceed up the narrow channel. God also provides three harbor lights to guide us. God's Word is an objective standard of righteousness, God's Holy Spirit is our subjective witness, and circumstances are God's providence. And when these three align perfectly, they assure us of God's guidance. A matter of fact, Isaiah, Isaiah, I think it's the 58th chapter, uh, basically gave God's Word to assure them of God's guidance when they were in some troubled times. And said, remove the heavy yoke of oppression. Stop pointing your finger and spreading vicious rumors. Feed the hungry and help those in trouble. Then your light will shine out of the darkness, and the darkness around you will be as bright as noon. The Lord will guide you continually, giving you water when you are dry, restoring your strength. You will be like a well-watered garden, like an ever-flowing spring. And see, ladies and gentlemen, this country was founded upon those things, was founded upon godly principles. We were a Judeo-Christian uh, upbringing. And whether uh, the Founding Fathers all believed uh, in Christ, whether they all believed in everything we believe in, of course not. Many were deists, deist, whatever you want to call it. And they believed in God, they believed in the Bible, but they didn't believe God was involved uh, in the minutia of our lives. And unless you study the Word of God, you wouldn't know that either. So see, I, I study the Quran too. You know, I have in my if you look in my office here at uh, at work and then also at home, I have a I have the Quran English version reference Quran. Uh, I have the Angel, uh, and I've studied them for years. And there are ninety four ayats uh, uh, verses about Jesus in the Quran. Uh, technically, I could talk to my Muslim uh, cousins about Jesus a lot easier than I can talk to my Jewish brothers and sisters about Jesus. Just being honest with you, but see. Muslims don't know the Quran in many countries the uh, little children are learned to memorize the Quran in Arabic and so uh, I, I years ago I was dating a woman in Mexico I used to do a lot of work in Monterey uh, and so I would go to Mexico and uh, uh, it was a, a, a basic a reserve uh, uh, it was up in the mountains in in Monterey looked over the 8 million people in the city beautiful uh, a private reserve and we do our classes up there and so I was dating uh, the woman that ran the place. Uh, and I remember I had memorized this song, the Spanish song. I can't think of it now, but I didn't know what I was saying. But I memorized it in Spanish because it was our favorite song and we'd go out and do things, go dance into it and all that. So I memorized this word, this song in Spanish. I didn't know any of the words I was saying. But, you know, when you say uh, you words and you get used to a song and you're just saying the little sounds and all that, you don't know what you're saying. That's how a lot of people in Muslim countries, a lot of children, memorize the Quran in Arabic. The problem is they don't speak Arabic. <laughs> it's just like I don't speak Spanish. What? And so they might uh, know the words to the, the, the Quran, but they don't know what they mean. And it's the same thing in, here in America. Uh, so many people don't know the word of God. Oh, they claim to be Christians. Uh, But even Jesus said, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? He said, if you love me, you'd keep my commandments. Well, in order to keep something, you got to know something, right? And so what happens is we've got off track. And I'm going to suggest that our three guiding lights are God, our American past history, our know-how, our pride, whatever it is. You know, Reagan used to call us a, a candle on a hill, right? You don't put a, a, a cover over a candle on heel. You let it br- bright. For decades, 90% of all missionary money around the world came from America because we knew how blessed we were. We knew that we were supposed to be a hand to other people. We knew that we were supposed to be a bastion of freedom. Amen. When other countries would oppress you, right? When other countries were oppressed, whether China, whatever, we stood with those Chinese in Tiananmen Square. We stood with the people who fought Daniel Ortega's Nicaraguan overthrow. We stood with those who stood against communism and fascism because we knew who we were. We knew our history. And the third piece, the guiding light, was personal accountability, personal responsibility. We owned up. Remember, it stops with me. The buck stops here. That was the saying we had in leadership. That I take full accountability, full responsibility. Even if someone in my team screwed up, I'm ultimately the leader. The buck stops here, that's what it means. It's ultimately my responsibility. I can blame my wife, I can blame my kids, I can blame circumstances, but last time I checked, God says I'm the leader of my family. And I'm ultimately responsible. And so those are the three things that we've been lacking, and they're lacking big time. And what's lacking is real leadership. I want you to understand, there's a lot of management going on. I would call Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, uh, managers. And I teach leadership. That is my forte. And there's a big difference between leadership and management. They're not the same word. People think they're the same thing. One's a left brain process, one's a right brain process. The big difference. And so I want to share with you the difference between leaders and managers. This is my forte, this is what I've been paid millions of dollars over the years. I'm not paid that now anymore, I still help people. But I help a lot more, less corporate, and I do one-on-one stuff. I, I My trainings now are less corporate, more personal, more just uh, relations that I've developed. People went through my training, it changed their life, and then they send their spouse or their best friend who might happen to own a business or be the senior pastor of a church. And so I changed lives. And those lives change, send other people to me. The difference is now a lot of people coming to me are not through the corporate world, even though they have corporate jobs. They're through other relations. And so we gotta start leading again and quit managing. See, managers are bottom line focused. How can I best accomplish certain things? But leaders deal with the top line. What are the things I want to accomplish? You've heard this one before. Managers do things right, but leaders do the right things. And, boy, we can check boxes and get checks out to people. Check boxes and force them to stay home. Check boxes and mandate that they can't go to school and stick a mask on themselves and then send the police to harass them. But leaders do the right things. So I'm glad you're doing all the wrong things proficiently. That's management. But leaders do the right things. See, managers are efficient in climbing the ladder of success. But leaders Determine if that leader, that ladder is leaning against the right wall. See, managers keep the ship running, the engine oiled, and the ship in good repair. However, leaders steer the ship. They decide where it's headed. They also decide the ship's size, characteristic, and potential. You've all heard this one many times. Managers manage things. Leaders lead people. See, managers set up procedure manuals, work schedules, improve technologies. They work on the how. I don't care for who Nietzsche was. Uh... Hitler liked him and he hated God, so I'm not a big fan of him. But the truth is the truth no matter where it comes from. And one of his quotes is one of my favorite sayings. He who has a why can bear almost any how. He who has a why can bear almost any how. See, managers work on the how. Leaders, though, work on vision, direction, the underlying mission of the organization. They inspire, they motivate, they work on the why. Why do you think so many people are so committed to Donald Trump? Because of his leadership. He gave us permission to fight. He showed us how to fight. He stood up to the, uh, to the people who to kill babies. He stood up to the people who hate America like who are running things down. Well. That's why. Yeah, it's called leadership. You know, on a farm, managers make sure the crops are planted, cared for, and harvested on time. That's important. We need someone managing the crops. But on that same farm, leaders decide which crops to plant and whether any will be planted in a given year. Uh, You know, Stephen Covey in 7 Habits of Highly Effective People talks about in the jungle. In the jungle, managers behind the producers, they're sharpening machetes, they're working on muscle enhancement programs, they're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. But leaders climb the tallest tree, survey the entire situation of need be yell out, wrong jungle. Ladies and gentlemen, America, wrong jungle. We'll be back in a few minutes.
0: It's real complicated. It's incredibly complicated. Yeah.
1: What can you do in 48 hours that changes your life? Like It Matters Leadership Awakening. Listen to this 22-year law enforcement veteran with PTSD compare Leadership Awakening to other training he's received.
3: You focus on the individual. I think you kind of answered the why question, whereas a lot of the other programs that are out there, I don't want to say they put a Band-Aid on it, but they don't do a very good job of going into the why. And, you know, why am I doing this? Why is my brain uh, revert back to... The images, you know, why do I get depressed? And like you said, right, it's
1: a choice. Forty-eight hours. Give Mr. Black and Leadership Awakening just forty-eight hours, and it will change the course of your life. Go to likeitmatters.net and click on Schedule for Leadership Awakening near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule. Leadership Awakening, where forty-eight hours will change your life. Are you responsible? For a fleet of vehicles. Do you own a landscaping, snow plowing, HVAC, or service company? If you answered yes,
0: you need to check out Full Service Battery. Full Service Battery is a local company that focuses on anything and everything battery. They understand how vital a battery can be in Minnesota's climate. See for yourself why Full Service Battery may be the best kept secret in the Twin Cities. Huge inventory, expert advice, full service, everyday low pricing. Go to FullServiceBattery.com. That's FullServiceBattery.com.
3: Amen. I I am Mr. Black, and we are back with Like It Matters Radio. Radio like it matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am your blessed radio host, your radio life caddy, and people call me Mr. Black. And today we're dealing with some true therapy. You know, therapy logically. It's the one thing that is the prescription for what is ailing us. Uh, Jesus said, the truth will set you free. Matter of fact, he said, you will know the truth. He says that first talking about his word. You will know the truth and the truth shall set you free. And it was a psychologist. We used to give James Garfield credit for this, but it wasn't him. There was, uh, I don't remember who the guy was. Some psychologist uh, added to that statement of Christ. And he said the truth will set you free, but first, it's going to make you miserable. Uh, And that's why uh, people don't like the truth, because it's uncomfortable. Uh, In my leadership training that's transformational, two and a half days, and you can go to likeitmatters.net to read about it. uh, I tell people one of the reasons why the class is so hard is because we're going to have you take a 100% honest look at yourself. And this truth will set you free. But before the truth can set you free, there has to be something called an awareness. you got to be aware of what's going on. And the problem is when there's slow, minute changes, we don't notice the change. We start just uh, start shifting a little bit, changing a little bit. We're not aware of it. It's the old concept of boiling frogs. Uh, I've been told I've never done it, so please don't send me bad emails or nasty emails from PETA, please. I've been told that if you put a live frog in a pot of boiling water, that stupid creature is going to get out of there as quick as it can because it's hot. However, I've been told if you take a frog, a live frog, and you put it in a nice lukewarm pot of water, and you slowly, poquito, slowly bring it to a boil, I've been told you might want to have garlic butter ready. And think about this. We've been in a slow fade. We've been in a slow boiling process, and it's taken a lot of leadership. Oh yeah, there's been a lot of management too. And by leadership, I don't mean good leadership. I mean leaders that have compromised, leaders that were so interested and wanted to be liked by the voters and liked for reelection and fought against the evil of the Democratic Party and this, the media, how they how they just destroy and, and attack, uh, and it, attack your family, and attack, uh, just, I'll never forget it, when John Lewis died, you would think God himself died. A day later, uh, our friend, um, uh, um, uh, the guy with the dominoes, uh, what's the guy's name, uh, John, um, oh, the black guy with dominoes, yeah, thank you, Herman Cain died, yeah, I love Herman Cain. Yeah, Godfather's Pizza, that's what Godfather's Pizza. Herman Cain died uh, the next day, and you would think, I could not believe the disparity of how they talked about John Lewis as a god, and how they mocked, belittled, and made fun of the great American, the great success story, Herman Cain. John Lewis marched with Martin Luther King, John Lewis passed so great, and then since then he lived off the the company Dole. He basically was a bitter, angry, hateful person. Everything was seen as racist. Every, I mean, the legacy he left, I guess if you're black and you feel oppressed, I guess he left you a good legacy. But what about everybody else? I serve people who wanted to help everybody. What is it, this old saying, a rising tide lifts all boats? It doesn't say a, a rising tide lifts only black boats. A rising tide lifts only white boats. A rising tide lifts only yellow boats. That's the world we live in today. That's America we live in today. And it's uh, based on leadership. And we got a lot of poor leadership out there and a lot of poor management as well. Remember the difference between leadership and management. In a jungle, this is what I ended with before the break. I want to hit it again. Managers are behind producers. They're sharpening machetes. They're working on muscle enhancement programs. They're figuring out the best way to compensate machete wielders. However, in that same jungle... The leader, they climb the tallest tree, make sure the team is going the right direction. They survey the entire situation, and if need be, they yell out, wrong jungle! I mean, what good is it to be going 1,000 miles an hour in one direction when it's the wrong direction? You might be doing it efficiently. You might be doing it cost-effectively. You might look all purdy doing it but wrong jungle, Whoops. wrong direction. Don't you get it? What good is it? That's the difference between leadership and management. See, managers and leaders both play an important role in the success of an organization. I'm going to suggest in the success of a church, a family, our country. And we got to realize effectiveness not only depends on how much energy we expend, but also on whether or not the energy we put place uh, put forth is in the right direction, the right jungle. And with all the changes taking place in our families, in our communities, in our companies in this country, let's be honest, we need leadership first, management second. And Covey said it best: efficient management without effective leadership is like straightening deck chairs on the Titanic. No management success can compensate for failure in leadership. And I feel that's what the Biden administration is doing right now, is straightening deck chairs on the American Titanic, because it's going. And I'm an etymologist by trade, I love words. A lot of people throw around words they have no idea what they mean. A lot of people have got a lot of David Wayans in them, right? They got that DNA from In Living Color, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, Damon Wayne's in prison using all these big words. Oh, they rhyme. Oh, they flow. Oh, they sound pretty. But he doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. And neither do most people out there talking right now. They just regurgitate words and little talking points. See, the word lead at its root means go, travel, guide. Leadership has about a kinesthetic feel, a sense of movement. Leaders go first. They're pioneers. They begin the quest for a new order. They venture into unexplored territory and guide us to new and unfamiliar destinations. In contrast, though, the root origin of manage is a word meaning hand, right? We have a lot of Latin in our language. The Spanish word for a hand is mano, m-a-n-o-s. mano. So at its core, managing is about handling things about maintaining order, about organization, about control. Now get this, the critical difference between management and leadership is reflected in the root meanings of the two words, the difference between what it means to handle things and what it means to go places. The unique role of leaders is to take us to places we've never been before. And that's from the Leadership Challenge by Kuzis and Posner. And I'm gonna tell you, we're lacking a lot. Think about the leadership. Think about how many kids look up to teachers. One of some of my favorite people in the world have been teachers. I love teachers. And yet look at the example our kids are getting. They're being being propagandized. They're being taught critical race theory. They're being taught that all white people uh, are are mean, racist people. And all black people are victims. Melanated people. San Diego calls... yeah. Melanin lacking people. Remember? And he says they're just evil. So we're just we're just animals. That's what a lot of black people think now. They're being taught that that white people are just animals. They're just racist animals. Talk about racism. San Diego calls teachers back to classrooms, but not for their students. It's just for the illegal immigrants. Parents in the San Diego Unified School District have spent months demanding that teachers go back in their classrooms. This is from Ed Morrissey. I uh, spent months demanding teachers go back in the classrooms. In two weeks, they'll finally get their wish, sort of. The district has called teachers back to in-person instruction, but you ready for this? But only to holding facilities for, pe- for children who are l- illegally in this country. What? So American students in San Diego, children, are not being taken care of. But come here illegally, break the back of our country, that's fine. We will, our teachers will teach you. Teachers will be sent to the San Diego Convention Center to provide in person learning for the illegal immigrants being sheltered there. But many schools across San Diego have yet to resume in person classes. Isn't that amazing? Needless to say, San Diego parents are not happy with the situation. The district has insisted that in person instruction could not take place until the pandemic abated and teachers were safe, right? Isn't that amazing? But it makes sense. Why? So let me tell you a little bit more about what happens in California. California school children won't be suspended for disobeying. So this was two years ago in December 2019. A new California law that takes effect in 2020 will make it illegal to suspend a student in grades one through five for disobeying teachers or administrators right. starting next year. The rule will, yeah, the rule will be applied to students in sixth to eighth grades the following year. And, and you know why? There's a good reason for this. It's because of racism. Yeah. See, that's where our kids are being taught. See, more little black kids are punished for disobeying teachers than little white kids. So naturally, right, there's naturally one possible explanation to the exclusion of all others, right? Whitey has it in for black children. Yep. Yep, that's it. Yes, a study by San Diego State UCLA called Get Out. Black male suspensions in California public schools found that statewide suspension rate for black males is 3.6 times greater. Now you can't talk about respect. You cannot talk about. You're not allowed to talk about upbringing. How can, the fact that m- more than half of black children grow up without a man in the home, the father in the home. I mean, about you can You can't go into all this because that would be called racism, right? Isn't money, how about this one? California county funds welfare programs that exclude whites and males. How about that? They're going to start giving out money in California to everybody except if you're white or a male. Everybody else gets money. See, this is what we're teaching our kids. This is the leadership that's destroying America. I'm Mr. Black today. It is True Therapy Tuesday, and we'll be right back.
1: That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey,
2: can we get that backhoe
1: over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's Mr. Black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Cool voiceover.
3: Zany sound effect.
0: Okay, we were going to write a flashy promo about streaming us on radio.com. But considering how easy it is to do, we'll just keep it simple, too. Listen to Freedom 1570 on the radio.com app. How do you define strength? Is it physical? Hot, hot! <laughs> Or is it mental? Maybe it's both. Maybe it's whatever empowers a person
1: to dig deeper, fight harder, and overcome obstacles that once seemed insurmountable. Discover how much stronger and more confident your children can be. Encourage them to participate in a sport when they go to high school. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association.
2: Need new windows but don't want to sit through long, high-pressure sales calls? I get it. What if I told you you could get competitive quotes from three contractors after one short meeting with me on any window brand, and it's all free? Visit My3Quotes online. That's My3Quotes.
0: That's like it matters.net. The reason I was able to stay sequestered in my home is because some black woman was able to stack the grocery shelf. We hold these truths to be self evident. All men and women created by the you know the thing. It's real complicated. It's incredibly complicated.
1: It's sad that governments are cheaped by the double tongues.
3: Amen. The double tongue. Boy, there's a lot of double tongue going on out there. That doesn't sound too good, does it? But it reminds me of a snake, you know, that forked tongue. Gross. Because uh, Hillary said it best, right? Remember Hillary said that? That you have one stated policy publicly, but then you have another stated policy you vote. I mean, Biden's being true to that, right? All you people who are supposed to be Christians, that technically you identify as a Christian. You can't be a Christian and vote for the Democratic Party. It's impossible. How do you support a party that violates, just the platform alone, violates all ten of the commandments? It's stunning. Uh, how do you do that? You can not You can call yourself whatever you want. And Jesus said many will say, Lord, Lord, when he separates the sheep and goats at the end times. Uh, and he'll say, I never knew you, to some, many people. It says many, not some, not a few. It says many. Many, Billy Graham told us that uh, 60 or 70% of people in church are dead. Many will say, Lord, Lord. And he'll say, I never knew you. And then they'll say, oh, you, you, you. yeah, 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 you did. Uh, remember, we did uh, miracles in your name. We cast out demons in your name. We prophesied in your name. Now, I don't know about you, but there's only one group of people that do miracles, who prophesize and cast out demons in the name of Jesus Christ. Those are called Church folk. Church folk. They go on mission trips. They work in the nursery. They're there on Wednesday nights. They're there on Saturday nights and Sunday nights. If you have, depending on when your Sabbath is. And God says, "You're so wrapped up in your works, telling me all the stuff you did for me." And He said, "I never knew you. Be gone from me. Your work of iniquity." So many claim to be. Many there's a lot of white people out there identifying as black. There's a lot of men identifying as women so they can win the championship in the women's leagues. Right? A lot of them. But you can be at McDonald's and identify as a Big Mac. That doesn't make you a Big Mac. You can go to Krispy Kreme Donuts and identify as a freshly glazed donut, and I don't think anybody's going to put their mouth around you. So you can identify whatever you want. But if you love me, you keep my commandments. I mean, think about the Democratic Party is uh, basically mocks everything in God. They think God's a moron. God can't even get your sex right. Let's be honest. Uh, Abortion on demand. Even giving you seven days upon birth, what if you don't really want that child? You decide. Um, And I always wondered, so when is it no longer legally to kill my baby? Is it three days later it's no longer legally to kill it after it's birth? Is it seven days? Uh, Do I get a month? Uh, You know, the lemon law, do I just see if it kind of doesn't – you know, infringe on my rights and my ability to go out and uh, be amorous with whoever I want. If that inflicts on their kid, and then decide to get rid of the That's child, enough. put down the. Mic. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, I know. Got to put it down, right? See, leadership is a loop. I teach leadership. You got to flex your pecs, leaders. It's permission. It's example, and it's culture. See, we give people permission through our actions. And remember, a lot of uh, kids look up to their teachers. They love their teachers. My little boy Beniah loves his teachers. Ready for this? California teacher, they go back in California. I got a lot of good friends that are teachers in California. I don't know how they stay there. So California teacher blames white supremacy for parents demanding school reopen. Now, that you want to get your kids back to school, it's because you're a white supremacist. The teacher also chastised parents for treating teachers like a waitstaff. Now, teachers, uh, who do you think we are? We don't work for you. It's like a stewardess that doesn't want to give you a cup of nuts because their job is safety. They're not just, they don't want to deliver you nuts or a drink. You ever had stewards like that or steward or stewardess that get mad that you ask them for something? Like that's not their job because they're above that. It's so condescending. A California high school teacher has ruffled some feathers for appearing to suggest that parents who want their kids back in school for in-person learning are white supremacists. This is the talk of the leadership because of the Biden administration. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. Damien Harmony, a Latin teacher at John F. Kennedy High School in Sacramento, made incendiary comments in a speech to the school board that he later posted. He was so proud of it, he posted on Facebook. Excuse me, Harmony, who's a parent himself, said he has been able to better gauge white supremacy in his neighborhood after hearing other parents demanding that the school district have its teacher return to classroom. See, whenever you don't like something, just turn it into that. See, that's permission. See, we give pe- people permission through our actions. And then there's E as example, right? Example. See, a picture's worth a thousand words. The typical human being speaks about 120 to 150 words per minute. Uh, If you've listened to me long enough or been in my training, you know I get to 180. So one picture is the equivalent of six to eight minutes of nonstop dialogue for most people. I always tell my pastor friends, people don't need another sermon. You can go to Salem's OnePlace.com and you can get uh, 500 sermons from 50 great uh, pastors. Amen. Absolutely. People don't need another sermon. People need An example. That's why Jesus says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. He's saying, Listen, I'm the example. Watch me, whatever I do, you do. And so now look at this. So church attendance drops below 50% in U.S. polls. So this is what. So we're walking away from being a good example where everything's racism everything's a privilege. So anything I don't get, it's not because I didn't work hard enough. It's because the color of my skin, any bad thing that happens, it's not my fault. It's because the color of my skin, anything that I don't have that someone else might have that I want. The only reason I don't have it is because America's a racist country. uh, And someone else is privileged. How do you examine yourself? The Bible tells us to live and examine life. How do you get better? When I mess up, When the outcome of something I want is not what I desire, then I take a look at it. I review the situation in third position, and then I make adjustments. I learn from it. But if everything bad that ever happens to you is everybody else's fault, how do you ever get better? So people are stopped going to church. A new poll indicates that American church membership has fallen below the majority for the first time ever. And look what's happening to America. The data from Gallup tracked church membership across the past 80 years, starting with 73% in 1937 and peaking just after World War II with 76%. percent it It's amazing that, boy, in troubled times, the tribulation, we turn to God? That's why I tell people, the great tribulation is coming. There will be an incredible, incredible turning back to God during the great revelation, uh, without a doubt, without a doubt. Now, I'm sure glad I'm not going to be here to see it. Because when all hell breaks loose, and when you realize that Savior is not a man, not a president, not a Republican or a Democrat, but is the, the name of Jesus Christ, boy, there's a great revival. And I'm looking forward to missing that great revival because I'll be, a, I'm, I got one word for you, Rep. The past 20 years have seen a sharp drop up, falling from 70%, can you imagine that, of people who went to church regularly to 47% in that time. The survey asked, do you happen to be a member of a church, synagogue, or mosque? Other questions covered the factors or reasons around religious attitudes and practices, with most respondents pointing to a lack of affiliation as a prime factor to the response. Another major distinction arose between age groups. Listen to this. Church membership was strongest among those born before 1946, the greatest generation. With 66% claiming membership compared to 58% of baby boomers, 50% of Generation X, and 36% of millennials. See how it's constantly fading? Why? Because of the saying: the philosophy in the classroom of one generation will be the philosophy in government in the next. And there's you're seeing the ramifications. It says, however, the age difference still contains a decline in each age group. So each age group is going down. How about this one? Black Lives Matter protesters shut down grocery store over white supremacy accusations. Uh, this is in Rochester, New York. Uh, had nothing to do with it, but everything's now about race. How about this one? Social Justice Activates claims police canines' nickname was hurting people in community. So they had a dog named Kim, and so it was a little dog. So they call it Little Kim. And so here in Washington, in Oregon, they got so mad that uh, this guy had to uh, petition the police department. With everything going on, this guy named Waits emailed the chief of police and said this, While it may appear a small or inconsequential matter to some, it is not to those of us who remember how police dogs were used against peaceful protests, protesting civil rights work and people of color in the 1960s. So let's go back 60 years. Let's go back 60 years... Uh, And we're living in trauma from 60 years ago. Isn't this a joke? This is the permission example, and the C is culture. Culture has changed in America so much. We allow things we never would allow. Good people stay silent. Culture is a repeated sets of normal activity. Behavior that's acceptable. And you look at what we accept as good behavior today versus what we have 30, 40, 50. Let's go back 60 years ago, and it's a joke. Ladies and gentlemen, when good people stay silent, bad people rule the day. And it's time to speak up. That's what we do here at Like It Matters Radio. We equip you, we bring clarity to the confusion, and we teach you how to fight well. You are under construction on the Like It Matters Radio Network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. If I can change, and you can change.
1: Everybody should say something at this
3: sequel! Easter, meet the girl
0: everyone is talking about.
1: You saw God and then brought a dead bird back to life. No, so I didn't. God
2: didn't. Sarah, do you think you can help me walk again? Could you say a prayer for me?
0: The girl who believes in miracles. It's impossible. I
2: thought he was never supposed to walk again. He wasn't. It was Sarah.
0: Sometimes a little faith is all you need to change the world.
2: Mom, it really was God.
0: The Girl Who Believes in Miracles. From Mustard C production Rated PG. Parental Guide suggests In theaters this Friday.
1: Has your water heater decided to create one of Minnesota's 10,000 lakes in your basement? Have a burst pipe? Dripping faucet? Is your water not soft anymore? champion plumbing is a call away champion will be there fast in your time of need they service the entire metro area and they're taking all the necessary precautions to keep you and your household safe a champion is someone who goes the extra mile to get the job done and that's champion plumbing online at ChampionPlumbing.net. when you call make sure you tell them the patriots sent you
0: ringing liberty and